your freedoms being destroyed like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? We'll be right back. So, Carrie and Bush are from the Skull and Bones Club at Yale. Skull and Bones, which is the beginning of their rituals into the satanic orders, is basically what it is. One of the initiation rites of the Skull and Bones is to screw one man, screwing the other one. You know, uh, uh, you know, anal sex. Okay, John Kerry Cohen gave George Bush Jr. his satanic rights, and they lay down in a coffin full of mud to do this in. So you're saying that John Kerry and George Bush had anal sex together in college in a coffin full of mud? That's right. I am saying that, and because John Kerry Cohen gave George Bush Jr. Okay, Carol. Carol, Carol, what do you have to say about that? Sounds pretty shitty to me. <laughs> blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Luke El Giovanni Show on Renegade Talk Radio. The most shocking and the most offensive radio network in America. And certainly the only place fit to call home for my program. Today we're going to talk about the Republican debates. I don't really have anything nice to say. And I'm in the studio with Richie and Marla. The Richie and Marla show. Hi, Lou. Hi there. Hi, Lou. Ah, uh, sir. Welcome. Thank you for joining me in Studio D, the Renegade Talk Radio Studios. I can't believe he's in the same studio. I know. Can me. you believe it, Richie? Jesus Christ. Jesus. Oh. Renegade. All, all, all homage will be paid to you, of course, sir. <laughs> Renegade Nation, you're in for a treat today as we talk about the Republican debate. We're going to talk about the Democrats. Lou's going to let you have it. Full ass, kick ass in your face. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. It's been a little while since I've done a show, and in fact, the producers and owners of Renegade Talk Radio told me I needed to come down and do a show, otherwise I was fired. The interesting thing is that I've just been a little bit busy. You know, yesterday, for example, I was at this wonderful event hosted by uh, Las Vegas Shoot. Shoot Las Vegas. You know, it was a pimps, hoes, and five O's. I love that. And you that. didn't take me? I'm, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm really sorry, guys. <laughs> can you, really can you imagine, Marley? He didn't bring us to the, the perfect ho, party for us. The ho show, I and know. I didn't go. Come oh on. God. Thank you, Lou. You're so, you're so sweet and nice. Well, you know, the thing is, is that I was there, and people were walking around topless. There was naked people. There That's was, why I wanted to be there. That's our kind of thing. Listen, there's all types of stuff, so then the bosses want to know, why aren't you in the studio? It's like, fucking, I'm looking at all these naked people at the party. <laughs> Give me a break. So how naked were they? They were completely they they, so naked. Completely nude. Any transgenders there? I didn't see any. I didn't see any Caitlins. I don't know. No Caitlins. There was no Caitlins. There was no transgenders. There was no hermaphrodites. Anything like that. I was going to get dressed up as Caitlyn Jenner, but I find it. To, I find out that it's politically. You're tall and skinny enough. No, it's yeah, politically. Yeah. You're okay. You're no, no. You're white. I have the whole costume, Marla. I look just like Caitlyn. <laughs> I do. Anyway, guys. Well, you know, uh, before we even get into the Republican debate, I would just like to make a quick announcement because there will be individuals who follow me online who are wondering what's going on with my Las Vegas investigations. I'm 
just going to talk about that for a few seconds. Uh, right now, the investigation has, uh, uh, it's, it's not ready to be released to the public. However, I have shared the information with my producers. I have shared the information. Richie and Marla are aware of what I've been working on. Oh, yes, we are. We uh, keep tabs on him. Oh, yes. I showed them exactly what I have, and uh, they could they could verify for you right now that the story is real, that it is devastating, and people are probably going to end up in prison by the time I'm done. It'll be a nice Christmas for all of them. So, there's your announcement regarding that, ladies and gentlemen. Just sit on your hands for a little while, and I'm just going to shatter the world. There'll be scorched earth here in Las Vegas soon enough. So now... Now that that announcement's out of the way, you know, just listen, I know. I get a, I get a little hostile sometimes. I don't <laughs> a give little. a shit. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Right? Lou gets hostile? <laughs> right. Lou? Lou? Really? Right. right. So here we are. Republican debate. I want to talk about it. I said, hey, let's do let's do the show about the debate. There's no problem with that. Everybody wants to hear about it anyway. That's right. So what was your take on the debate? <clears throat> what, was your, what was your take on the moderators first? That would be the reverse. Well, come on, they're a bunch of partisan assholes. And, and hey, I, thank you, Lou. They're, it was, it was, Jesus. It was, it was completely ridiculous. You're going to ask people if they can count. You're going to ask people if they're comic book villains. I mean, and, and, and you wonder why people don't like liberal people. It's because of stuff like that. What do you think was the best one? Was it the fantasy football that the federal government should control? Mean best, meaning the worst? Yeah. Well, yeah. Was that the best <laughs> Was that the best uh, question about the fantasy football? Or was it the one that you just mentioned I think about the, comic villain? I think com- calling Donald Trump a comic book villain when the moderators are supposed to be nonpartisan and they're supposed to be informing the American public rather than going ahead and giving their own biased views. I, I read an article in the Washington Post earlier that said none of the moderators for that debate are going to be voting in the Republican primary. And it was pretty mm-hmm. evident. You know, and that's just that's not fair. That does not present a, a balanced viewpoint to the American people. Lou, I don't think they're smart enough to come up with uh, questions like that. Uh, you know, I don't know who came up with those questions. It might have been that Shakespearean idea that you put enough people in a room with uh, monkeys and typewriters. They're just going to come up with shit. That's what it seemed like to me. Maybe, yes, maybe it was SNL. <laughs> SNL would have had better questions. Yeah, better questions than that. I keep on thinking that that came from the top of the uh, corporate media whore giants because I don't think those three moderators are smart enough to even come up with a question. And why would you even be wanted put out a question like that? Yeah, it doesn't help the election. It doesn't help the election. No, they're they were trying to help themselves, Marla. Well, yes, they're they're trying. They weren't. They're trying to hurt the Republican candidate. Exactly. I'm no fan of Republican candidates, but that is not conducive to a civil society where you take people, you put them on national TV, and then you try and embarrass them with loaded questions come on and you wonder why people don't vote you wonder why people don't participate in the political process well a lot of people got pissed off at the media and the media now has to get on their knees and beg for forgiveness which they will not do because they are controlled by those fucking morons in new york and the uh corporate american uh, broadcasting companies that will do whatever they feel like doing now today in the news the republican national committee said to nbc go fuck yourself we're not coming on anymore How about that? I don't blame them. There you go. So CNBC, I think they should all be fired, Renegade Nation. Every one of them should be fired. They're all morons. This is for the American people, not for these so-called egomaniacs that want to ask stupid questions that they can't even think about anyway. And who are these three people? Lou, do you even know who they are on CNBC? They're fucking morons. I mean, I guess you could look them up on Wikipedia or something. (laughs) They have a Wikipedia page? Uh, You know, they probably have it written for their PR companies. I don't know. But it's interesting the fact that the, the American people are woefully misinformed and at the same time... 
the poorest people who are manipulated by our, our economic system probably didn't have an opportunity even to watch this load of debate. Well, they don't have an opportunity to watch the debate, Lou, because they can't afford cable television. Exactly. And that's one of the big problems. Exactly. 14 million people, only 14 million people out of a country of 350 million people, give, give or take a few numbers here and there, only watch that debate. The poor people in the country that need to watch the debate to see what is really going on, have they have no access to that medium. Right. Well, you know, you got to keep in mind that it's almost a double-edged sword when we're talking about poor people and Republicans because Republicans <laughs> have no interest in helping out the poor anyway. But still, people should be allowed to make an informed decision, not, exactly. have, not have to pay money to a cable subscription so they can put money into corporate coffers so they can listen to people who are going to be running the most powerful country on earth. That's it's why it should, have been on, that should be on either Fox or ABC, NBC or CBS so everybody has access to watch the debates. Right. Not on cable channels where people do not, if they don't have the money, they have no access, they don't get in, they don't know what's going on. Right. I mean, what is this? this it's We're in the political season right now. It's not the Super Bowl. People should not have to pay. Whatever. You know, we could talk, we could talk about the We could talk about the redundancy of people having to pay for cable programming all fucking day if we really oh, wanted yeah, to. Oh, yeah, all day. Right? I thought it was very unfair. Right. No, it was. <clears throat> it was. And, and some of the comments that, 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 that were brought forth due to the questions from the participants of the debate were also unfair. And that's mm-hmm. part of the thing that I want to talk about with you guys today. I want to talk about the misrepresentations. I want to talk about how... You know, everybody on the stage lied in one point, one one form or another. They all lied. In my opinion, all the Republican people on stage right now are fucking liars. And I can prove that they're all liars right now. So go for it. OK, well, first of all, who's the best, b- the b- biggest liar of all? Marco Rubio is the biggest liar. OK, Marco Rubio is uh, everybody likes Marco Rubio. Why? A lot of my friends say it's going to be Marco Rubio. Yeah, but, I've noticed that there's kind of a trend. Hey, listen, I went to Marco Rubio's rallies. I tried to I tried to ask him serious questions, but he wouldn't even take questions from members of the media. He had this, he, you know, whatever. Listen, Marco Rubio's a nice guy. He's good looking. He has the wrong skin color and he has the wrong ethnicity to be president of the United States for the, under the Republican Party. It's not going to happen. I don't understand why people think that the inherently racist Republican base is going to vote for a Cuban. I don't. It boggles my mind. It's like people live in this fantasy world where the Republican Party consistently has put out the whitest white bread man ever. Right. And still. Okay. If all the Republicans are on the stage, who do you think, Lou, would be the nominee based on what you saw the other night in the last debate? It's going to be Ted Cruz. It's going to be Ted Cruz, and people need to pay attention to this. I was talking about this on social media just the other day. It was one of my least liked posts in a year because people didn't like the idea that Ted Cruz, who is a religious zealot, who I've written about multiple times for Examiner.com, Ruthless Politics, you know, he's lied up and down the line. And I'm not saying that I like Ted Cruz. I'm not saying that Ted Cruz has good ideas for policies. In fact, his policies are backwards in terms of taxation and social policy. However... He has the most gravitas. He's the man that has the most money besides Jeb Bush, who, by the way, is going to be dropping out soon. Right. Jeb, Jeb Bush's performance was a disaster. It was agreed. Uh, it, it was horrible. Right. We could talk about Ted. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say it was horrible. I mean, the whole uh, Jeb Bush should be. He's down and out. He's done. Right. After that, that, that was that was absolutely horrible. Nobody, nobody. Jeb, Jeb Bush really didn't have much support anyway, besides from corporations mm-hmm. who donate. He, he has over a hundred million dollars in his coffers right now. That's but, the big broadcast 
investing ostrich fucking media. That's who that's who does it. That's the biggest that's the biggest super pack of all. Right. So how is it that Jeb Bush is polling below Trump, polling below Carson, polling below Rubio? Because the people don't like him. Yeah, the people don't like him. He's not likable. He already has the stain of two failed presidencies. He got us into a war with what was it? Weapons of mass destruction that never existed to begin with. They've all come out to admit that the weapons didn't admit, but he's stained by all of that. And then he doubles down months earlier and says that his brother's been advising advising him on foreign policy and he's somehow been saying that it's Obama's fault for 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 Iraq. It's I don't I don't understand the 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 context of the point that he was trying to make there. But the point is that Jeb Bush is done. He was done before the race started. He has all this money. He can't even spend it because nobody wants him anywhere. Jeb Bush, uh, listen, listen. And Jeb Bush also has a similar problem because his wife is Hispanic, right? You're not going to get this this continual racist base to vote for people like this. I don't care if it sounds politically incorrect. I don't care if it outrages people. Oh, you're lambasting all Republicans. Listen, that's just the facts. I'm a reporter. I've been doing this for years. Republican base is racist. Okay, they're just not going to vote for uh, a guy with a, a Hispanic wife. Not going to happen. Okay, Sorry. what? How do you feel about Carly Farina? I big, you know, Carly. She's a she 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 has a lot of uh, uh, moxie. How about that? Moxie. I like her moxie. I she like, does. I like the fact that she'll get up there and she gets bullied. Right, California Rita gets bullied all the time. I'm not saying that she's a great businesswoman because she's not. Uh, and uh, my friend Charles Johnson, who was on the program before, asked an apt question the other day. Could anybody name any C- female CEOs of large corporations that have been performing well over the last 10 or 15 years? And the answer, it's very scant and few. But I'm not I'm not going to take a misogynistic uh, uh, stance against Carly Farini because I believe that the question when she was asked, what's your biggest weak point? And she was told that she doesn't fucking smile enough. What is this? Oh, a, wow. What is this? A contest where people have to sit around. And smile in your face when Rome is burning. You want to have smiles on their faces. Well, that's how stupid the moderators are. Right. You know, why, why are they asking such moronic questions, Lou, about how come you don't smile? That has nothing to do with what's going on in the country today. Nothing about a smile. It's got nothing to do with it. But I don't understand where these people come from. Who are these people? Yeah. I don't get it. It's it's got, it's, whatever. It's got, <clears throat> Carly Vina listen. She's not going to win the nomination. She has she has very little support. She is one of the more apt. She is one of the more intellectual people. And she is very, you know, nuanced in her answers. But yet again, it comes back to the fact of the Republican base wants white men, old white men. That's who they want. That's who they've always selected. And they're not going to elect. They're not going to select a Cuban-American, and they're not going to select a woman, okay? I don't care what their credentials are. That's just how stupid the voters are to begin with. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's not my fault. Don't get mad at me for telling you the way the situation is. So, Fiena not going to happen. It's going to be Ted Cruz. You want to know why it's going to be Ted Cruz? Because I already, uh, I was I was proved wrong earlier. A lot of people were proved wrong when Scott Walker dropped out of the race. Scott Walker was the hands-on favorite, right? Walker was the favorite beyond, beyond the, the token choice of Bush, because Scott Walker, you know, he's 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 evangelical. He's won multiple races. He avoided uh, recalls a couple he, times. Exactly, he avoided the recall. He's got he's got a good family. He's personal. Okay, so wait a minute. So why did he drop out? What is your reasoning behind him dropping out? He had no he, support. He had no support. Why the Republicans don't want him in there? He it was it was very strange because he's he he's not very liked in Wisconsin. As you know, he he defeated uh, over a million people. Tried to recall him in mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So it's not That's like right. he it's not like he was disliked because he won that election. But by the time he dropped out, he was polling at zero percent. Is very, very strange. So maybe that's something about the calculations of the Republican Party, because he was one of the whitest white bread men in the field. (laughs) But let me tell you exactly why that benefits Ted Cruz. 
you know, because Ted Cruz inherited Mr. Walker's uh, organization. He inherited uh, Walker's uh, operation in Georgia and Texas when Walker dropped out. So and Walker had the most money from the coach from the Koch brothers. And that money is going to be going to Ted Cruz now, who, by the way, under Jeb Bush has raised the most money. Jeb Bush has raised one hundred and twenty million dollars. Ted Cruz, who nobody likes, who says he has no chance whatsoever, has raised over sixty three million dollars in this race. He's got more money than anybody else. He has the Koch brothers money. He has Scott Walker's organization behind him that he instantaneously inherited everything like he conquered him or something and then just took his life force and sucked it out of him. Right. So. How else would it not be Ted Cruz? And my friends get really upset when I talk about this because they don't like the idea of a Ted Cruz president. Fuck, neither do I. Right. <laughs> I don't like it either. But, but, that, it, but it could happen. That's the, listen, that's the that's the writing on the wall. People just need to realize that, you know, Ted Cruz is very evangelical. We're talking about Republican primaries and who comes out in primary votes. Evangelical Christian people are the main driving force of Republican primary voting. That's a simple fact. You know, people don't want to realize that. Who else are the Christian evangelicals going to vote for? Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Once again, we get back to this problem of ethnicity. Wrong color. You know, it's just uh, Ben Carson. Wrong color. No political standing. People say, well, that's why they like him. That's all well and good. But that's exactly like one of those things. It's one of those false survey answers. Like when you bring somebody and you ask them a question on the survey, do you go to church? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Kepler. When people, you ask if they go to church, 85% of people who are asked will say yes. But if that were true, if 85% of Americans polled gold church, there are not enough fucking churches in America to, to for, there are not enough seats in our churches. And that's the same thing with Ben Well, the Carson. Pope would have never been here. The, the, the money would have been there. If right. They were all going to church. Uh, that's why the Pope came to Philadelphia, oh, Washington, oh, New York. Oh, don't oh, you don't get me started on that one. <laughs> yeah, you better me. watch it there, Richie. Don't don't no get, changing topics. You need to get started on the Pope, man. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so how do you feel about the rest of the crowd? How about that Ohio governor, John John Kushitz uh, or whatever his name is, Mr. Kasich? Kasich, yes. yeah. Mr. Kasich, listen, he, he's kind Ohio's of great. I'm moving there tomorrow. It's the great, the best state ever, Marla. We should move <laughs> to Ohio. Right. They got more jobs. They got more of everything there. <laughs> the argument between uh, Mr. Trump and Mr. Kasich, Governor Kasich, was interesting because, you know, Trump, like he did to Rand Paul in the first debate when he said to Rand Paul, you're just having a real tough night out there. He said, mm -hmm. to Kasich, he said Kasich, you know, he's polling very low and that's why he's standing over there. And then they got into this argument about uh, Kasich claiming that the, the uh, economy in Ohio was so great. And Trump said, no, that has to do with fracking, which was true and not true. If you look at fracking numbers in Ohio and you realize that, first of all, Ohio has over a hundred billion dollars in uh, natural gases and they have over five hundred and fifty billion dollars in oil in Ohio. That's going to be uh, sucked out of the earth due to due to these policies so that's that's okay but the fact that uh trump said that's the only reason the ohio economy is doing well is not true because if you look at the economy in the last year all the oil wells in ohio have been reduced by 50 percent. so how is the economy doing so well sure. according to trump because it has to do with fracking when 50 percent of the wells are gone now that they're not operating which has to do with slumping oil prices and uh, drilling rigs and all this stuff that is not uh, conducive to what trump said so it's a lie is what is what trump's problem was he was misrepresenting the information but a lot of people misrepresented information on the stage everybody misrepresents, misrepresents information right 
So, Don't they? Yes. Okay. So, how do you feel? I know how you feel about uh, the uh, Republicans. We're going to take a break, Renegade Nation. And when we come back, we want to talk about the Democrats. Or do you want to continue on with the Republicans? Well, I got more stuff. We'll keep going. We, go to, we okay. can go to both. I want to talk about particularly Marco Rubio's scandals that are wildly underreported in the media, which will further prove, besides the fact that he has the wrong skin color, why he's not going to be president of the United States. Well, you can school me, Lou. Oh, please. I'll be Renegade happy Nation. To do so. Renegade Nation will be back. We're going to continue this conversation with Lou, and we're going to be talking about Rubio and his financial mess and everything that's going on. We'll be right back. Hang in there. Michigan is outraged over a 911 call. He wants to know why no charges have been filed against a police officer who admits to confiscating marijuana from suspects and then baking it in brownies. And once he and his wife were full and high, they thought they'd overdosed and called 911. I think I'm having an overdose of so my wife. Overdose of what? Marijuana. I don't know if it had something in it. Can you please send rescue? Did you guys have fever or anything? No, I'm just, I think we're dying. I, I don't know. We made brownies, and I think we're dead. Time is going by really, 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 really slow. Blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen, Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back. Luke Giovanni show. Renegade Talk Radio. The most shocking, the most offensive radio network in America. Live from Las Vegas, Nevada, in Studio D. I'm here with Richie and Marla. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. We're here talking about Republican debates. We might talk about other stuff, too. I don't know. It's my show. I'll do whatever the fuck you want since they're threatening to fire me since I don't come into the studio enough. I'm here talking. Thank you very much. Love you, Lou. That's right. I'm going to have a cigarette in here, too. What the fuck are you going to do about that? <laughs> you going to give me a ticket? Like, no. I'll give you a shot of whiskey. How I, about that? I'd like to see the boss come in here and try and take it out of my hand. I said I was going to talk about Marco Rubio. Richard wants to talk a little bit about the Democrats. We're going to talk about Rubio first. And maybe we'll go back to Ted Cruz. I don't know. I said a lot about him. I've already given him enough of a shining review. I spent enough time. Marco Rubio. He First of all, he said Hillary Clinton got exposed as a liar when you're talking about the Benghazi scandal. I'm not going to get into that. It's a whole completely different show. I've already covered that material in the past. I want to talk about how Marco Rubio is the biggest liar on the stage calling Hillary Clinton a liar. It's one of those wonderful uh, tricks that he was pulling. You know, by the way, 
Rich, do you know anything about the uh, Marco Rubio scandals? Do you know anything uh, about his I lies? I don't know anything. They, the, to me, they all lie, Lou. Everything's a lie. No, the truth never comes out. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but they're digging into Mark Rubio, what, or Marco Rubio. Whatever he's done in his financial past is now coming out. And I really think that your personal financial mess should be kept secret. It shouldn't be out there, but they are they are making a uh, inroads to really make him look bad. For whatever reason, that's what they're doing. You don't think that somebody who's going to be running the biggest account in the world should uh, you know have I think that that down the road that should come out not not at this point in the in, in the debate I see I see well, I think down the road when it gets too when they finally if he did if he did squeeze in there yes bring up the financial and and, and you're right going to run the biggest country or the most powerful country in the world you should be able to handle your own personal finances but I think right now the uh, RNC is gunning to get him out of there yeah well guess what we're going to talk about his personal finances right now anyway okay let's hear oh, it. okay well, Lou here we go well listen renegade nation listen yeah, in yeah listen renegade nation because I want to tell you the truth about Marco Rubio first of all we need to talk about the fact that he spent $85,000 on office and operating costs down in Florida. Why? Nobody knows where the money went, where the money came from. We just know that he spent the money. It's very interesting when you start to actually look into Marco Rubio's finances because his wife, Jeanette, who used to be a Miami Dolphins fucking cheerleader, okay? She, right, great. Listen, his wife's good looking, good for him, right? But she got $5,700 for his campaign for gas and meals. Why? Why was she getting any money at all from his campaign? Now, it's interesting because if you want to look at the differences, there's been an attack against Bernie Sanders. Same shit. Bernie Sanders' wife, who, by the way, is a media consultant, who they've been married for decades. Listen, she gets paid from his campaign, too. But that's her fucking job, okay? That's what she does. That's her expertise. Marco Rubio's wife is a cheerleader. So why is she getting money from his political campaign? That's why she's there. She's a che- she's cheering him on, right? Bro. Right. So anyway, listen, Marco Rubio. Go, Marco, go. Right. Go, Marco, go. Hate his wife, right? He's bought he's bought Apple products, fancy dinners. Marco Rubio even paid for a $134 haircut on his Republican Express card. His, yeah. yeah, and his American Express card. His hair looked nice. Uh, great. Listen, <laughs> listen I, have, I have absolutely no opinions of people and they want to talk about fucking hair, okay? Anybody with a full head of hair can just go ahead and kiss my fucking If ass I would have been the frankly. moderator, I would have said, where'd you get your haircut at? That looks really cute. Right. Mm-hmm. No, but but here's, a, here's the thing with Marco Rubio. When you really, when you start to look at it, Marco Rubio said he has $450,000 in liabilities. Marco Rubio had a book deal, which by the way, he he shamelessly plugged in the Republican debate, said, I'll give you a copy of my book. He got paid a million dollars for the book and somehow he's fucking broke. How? And he's going to be in charge of the American economy. He's going to fix the American economy, even though he already gets paid a huge salary from the United States government, gets a million bucks and he's broke. And this is supposed to be impressive to the American people. This is supposed to endear him to me. Give me a fucking break. Okay, listen. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I get a little wound up. We talk about stuff like this. It really just gets on my nerves. But hey, that's what that that's why we're here. But there's something that people should probably pay attention to because I have a little bit of a theory. And it's my own theory that I arrived at and others have arrived at this same information. But I did not read their theories. I arrived at this theory by myself. If you look into the past of Marco Rubio, there's a very public rumor that Marco Rubio may have ba- uh, have fostered two bastard children. Oh my God! From another Miami Dolphins cheerleader. Well, he likes cheerleaders. Oh, What's wrong with that? Hey, oh my God! There's nothing wrong. Hey, it's, it's America. It's 2015. We live in Las Vegas. I have absolutely no. I'm not going to get into it. We don't need to go there. We'll, do, that's another show. Do whatever you want. I don't care. But the simple fact. So it's called alleged. Yeah, it's, Allegedly. Yeah, listen. There's no. There's no proof. But here, just just follow the money. That's what we do here in front of the money. That's Richard does. What Marla does is what I do. We follow the money. Follow this money. He's got a million dollar book deal. 
And somehow he's broke. Could it be because he's paying off his mistress? Could it be because he's paying for his two illegitimate children and trying to keep them secret while he runs for president of the United States? Child support. Mm. Yeah. Now, there's no actual official child support, but why... Why doesn't Mark Rubio open up all of his bank accounts and show exactly where all of his money went? Not that anybody, not that any politician does that. However, this question is going to get more and more. People are going to continue to beat the drums. And I guarantee you that these bastard children are going to come out in the media sooner or later. Right. As soon as they're old enough. Daddy. It's good. It's it's going to happen. But uh, listen, Daddy. we have a 17 trillion dollar economy. This guy's broke. Somehow he should be in charge of it. I don't know. But the, listen, that plays off to Mr. Rubio's third problem in the form of Congressman David Rivera. If any, but you guys, you guys know who David Rivera is? You ever heard of him? No, who's that? You ever heard of him? I no? don't. No, I don't. No, no, I don't know. He's a congressman from Florida. Him and Marco Rubio, good buddies. Oh, they're good buddies. As a matter of fact, Marco Rubio pretty much owes his original political uh, prestigiousness to Rivera because Rivera got Rubio elected as a speaker of the house for the state of Florida, by the way, right? So why is this important? Why am I even talking about this? Listen, Senator Marco Rubio and Congressman Rivera, if you want to look up, there's a ton of information about the house of horrors in Florida. <laughs> I didn't say whores, I said horrors. Horrors. Horror, matey. Listen, Arr, matey. these guys have been involved in shady real estate deals oh my God. for years. Oh my God. Right, and then Rivera gets fined $50,000 for, for ethical That's problem. That's it? But look, yeah, it should. It, excuse me, it should have been more. However, no burping allowed on the air. Listen, it's my fucking show. I'll do what I want. <laughs> they told me you can't drink on the air either. But guess what? I'm doing right now. Drinking. Right. So fuck yourself. It's Friday in Las Vegas. I'm getting an early start. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta I'm get, with you. I got to get the hair on the dog from the from the the naked party last right. night. Anyway, listen. I'm gonna go back to Dave Rivera. All right now. They were good friends. He helped them get him elected as uh, Speaker of the House. They have this house down in Florida. What the house where it was where where they they lost all types of money on this house on a twelve hundred foot square house. Mm-hmm. Rubio said that he really didn't even know what, what was happening there. You know, so Rubio's been lying about his his relationship with David Rivera for over a decade now. He should distance himself from Rivera, but he doesn't. Why? Like if you look at Obama and and, and that Reverend Wright completely threw him under the bus. For some reason, Rubio, despite the detriment to him and his personal campaign, continues to stand by Rivera. I don't understand exactly why he's doing this since Rivera's already been uh, investigated for ethics claims and the fact that Rivera and Rubio shared a house for a couple of years when they were both in, uh, involved in uh, uh, statewide uh, Florida politics. So it's just very, very strange. And then when when Rubio was asked about, uh, you know, the money that he liquidated his retirement fund and all that stuff, he said that you just listed a litany of discredited attacks from Democrats and my political opponents. And I'm not going to waste 60 cents, 60 seconds detailing them all. But it wasn't discredited. Okay, Marco Rubio lied on the stage right there. There are court records that prove the shit that I'm talking about. So how can he say that? They were discredited Democratic attacks, okay? They weren't discredited. They were not Democratic attacks anyway, okay? They were legitimate information and legitimate questions asked about him and his objectivity and his personal finances. So there, that's what I have to say about Marco Rubio. Besides the fact that he's a fucking Cuban who's not going to get elected by racist Republicans, he's a liar and a financial fraud. And he's probably been cheating on his wife. That's the question I was going to ask him if I had the opportunity in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago. I was going to ask him to take a pledge of fidelity and swear that he had always been loyal to his wife. 
Didn't get the opportunity. I would love to hear the answer. I wonder why. Right. <clears throat> like, I'm not going to justify that with a response. Like, well, we all, everybody already knows you have a couple uh, of Don't you think, uh, Lou, I have a question. The Rubio is in the Senate. Don't you think he should fulfill his term as a United States senator before running for the presidency? Yeah, he, he probably, you know, listen, he should. But at the same time, guess, you know, who's running for his seat? Who? Yeah, Alan Grayson. Oh. I love Alan Grayson. The guy who says Republican health care plan is, uh, you know, if you get sick, die quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, Alan Grayson, that guy, he's the one that's going to take mm-hmm. Rubio's seat from him. So I'm happy to see Rubio vacating his seat. You know should what my he? feeling has yes, always been? My, my feeling has always been that anybody who runs for president, if you're in the Senate or the Congress or you're a governor or whatever you are, you must resign your seat at the time that you uh, elect to run for the presidency of the United States. In this way, you're you're not, you know, bound, like Rubio should resign. They all should resign. Yeah. Everyone, Cruz and the, and the whole, the, the rest of them. Yeah. Whatever they are in government right now, you resign immediately to run for the presidency and then it's all fair right. at that point. And they don't do that. They want to keep that seat so that they lose. Like Rubio loses, which he probably will. He'll go right back to that Senate seat in Florida and do nothing for the next six years. Well, he's done though. He's already done. Oh, is he done now? He's done with his seat. Oh, Florida okay. has different laws. That each, I don't I don't follow e- that closely. Each state has its own laws regarding if you can run for office while holding a seat. Rubio's done. So if Rubio loses the presidential race, which he will, he's out of American politics. He's not going to get elected to anything ever again after this. So he's kind of taking a very, very big gamble because he could have sat in his... In he could have sat in the Senate seat. For, 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 for decades. 10, 15, he'd have been, 20 years. He'd have been years. fine there. So, you know, you talk about that. It's a big gamble. I mean, I don't know. I guess he hasn't looked himself in the mirror and realized that he's Cuban. I don't okay, know. Okay, so how do you feel about the Democrat Party? How do you feel about the the, the people running over there? Oh, what, What's your side on that? I or love Bernie you... Sanders. I've been endorsing Bernie Sanders for months. Bernie Sanders has been making inroads. Hillary Clinton makes herself look worse and worse. The Benghazi hearings, you know made her look good and made her look bad depending if you believe in partisan politics people like are passing around this video of her brushing her shoulder off saying oh she's she's dusting off the allegations and if you're a partisan and you're a fangirl of Hillary Clinton that might made a lot, that might make a lot of sense but to me I'm not impressed I'm not impressed at all and by the way since Lincoln Chaffee came out and said that he didn't know what he was voting on in the Democratic debate, that was really that bad that was a disaster and Jim Webb dropped out so now it's a two person race it's Bernie Sanders versus Hillary Clinton simple as that and Biden said that he's not going to run either you know on the Democratic side I liked Webb and but he dropped out I and like, then uh, the other one that, that guy from uh, what, what was his name Shaffy Lincoln Chaffee oh gee what a ma- oh god he was disgusting uh, and so we're stuck with Bernie Sanders yeah and Hillary Clinton basically yeah, that's and most likely Hillary will be the Democratic nominee. I, I just don't think that I, people say that. I mean, I'm asking your opinion. Well, listen, here's the deal. We'll go back and we'll, we'll use history as a, as, a, as a thermometer for this, okay? Look at it. Just very simply, very easily. President Obama at this time had raised less money than Bernie Sanders. President Obama had less volunteers at this time than Bernie Sanders. President Obama, by the way, lost the New Hampshire primary, which Bernie Sanders is guaranteed to win. He's not going to lose New Hampshire. And then Obama went on to win Iowa which Bernie Sanders is also projected to win, that the Hillary Clinton campaign before said, oh, you know, he doesn't have a chance. And now they're conceding that it's going to be a tight, a tight, tough race over there. Now, once that happens, here's the deal, because Bernie Sanders is going to win both of those elections. After that happens, ladies and gentlemen, if you follow the scheduling of the primaries in America, there's going to be a two week gap before there is any further election. And once Bernie Sanders sweeps New Hampshire and once Bernie Sanders sweeps Iowa, the mainstream media is going to have absolutely no choice but to trumpet him for two weeks on and on and on. I don't think people really consider the benefits of what's going to happen for his campaign after that happens. So Bernie Sanders, I like him. I think he's going to do a very good job. Uh, Other people may not agree with me, 
But listen, we could sit here and we got it. We got into Hillary Clinton when Carl Higby was on the program because uh, you know, listen, we sued her. We we, we went down and we uh, filed ethics. Yeah, complaint. we filed that ethics complaint. Ethics. And guess what? It was brushed under the carpet. Yeah, nobody, Never, nothing happened. Nobody wanted to hear about the ethics complaint. As a matter of fact, I passed it around to different media affiliates. Nobody wanted to nobody touch care. it. And the reason they didn't want to touch it is because it came out from uh, whatever James O'Keefe group, and people didn't like that. They didn't like the Veritas group. There was a little bit of bias against that. But listen, that has to speak more to the fact that there are already chosen candidates and the fact that they don't want to harm certain candidates by working mm-hmm. with people with whom yeah. they ideologically disagree because it's not like I agree with Mr. Higby. It's not like I agree with Mr. O'Keefe on everything, but they had a point there. I was happy to work with all that stuff. I don't know, guys. My feeling on Hillary Clinton is she's the midwife to chaos. <laughs> okay, and I think down the road, we're going to see the real Hillary Clinton come out. We're going to see the real mess that she really is, the liar that she is. The truth has not come out about what's going on, and they keep on flim-flamming and flipping this all over the place, and everybody's confused. And Lou, the more they confuse people, the more they do this, then when they actually tell the truth, that actually becomes a lie. No, it's it's. it's not. Are you? Are we ever going to get to the truth? I mean, you got the email problem, you got the Benghazi problem. There's a whole laundry list of problems with her. The, 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 and the American people are looking at her as the next president of the United States. I find that hard to believe, and just. Just as a general citizen, other than a talk show, I, I wouldn't vote for her. She scares me uh, reading everything from the left and the right. Even in the center, they're saying she's a mess. This woman is a mess. And they, they want to put her in there as the first woman president. It's not about a woman. It's about, can you run the country? Now, we have uh, over the uh, almost eight years of democratic control. The economy's a mess. And they're going to continue to do the same thing if Hillary gets in there. Going to do take up where Obama left off and keep on going. How do you feel about that? That was a whole, that's something called the gish gallop is what you just did when you spew so much bullshit that I can't respond to it all in a quick amount of time. Yeah, the well, gish bullshit. The, it's the gish gallop. The gish gallop. It's a, it's, it's a conversational trick that people like to play that out that Mr. Kepler was trying to do that in any way. But listen, you want to talk about how the economy is in shambles? Listen, when President Obama came into office, we were losing 600,000, 700,000, 800,000 jobs a month. Now we're gaining 100, 200,000 jobs a month. The stock market's doing better than it ever has before. Uh, the stock market is only doing better with people that have a lot of money. Well, great. Everybody else is left out of the stock market. Well, great. Well, that, that's everybody. A, that's a completely different point when we're talking about the American economy, the largest economy in the world. We're talking about we're talking about poor people who don't have money to invest in Wall Street. It has absolutely fucking nothing to do with the fact that the economy is better, and it's proven it's better under Democratic presidencies. It's proven that it's better under Democratic leadership over and over and over and over. There is empirical data a mile long which proves this. So is your position, Mr. Cup, that we're going to elect a fucking Republican to get in office? I, 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 always look I don't at, understand uh, what your position I is. I always look at 49 million people on food stamps. That's what I look at. And right. plus there's no jobs. The economy's sinking. Right. Yeah, and the jobs are now going overseas. And if you go across the country, Lou, and you go through these small towns and manufacturing towns, they're all wiped out. Nobody talks about that. And the mainstream ostrich media doesn't talk about it. Nobody talks about it. But if you go through it and you see it, you actually see it for yourself. Yeah. These people are just hanging out because yeah, there's nothing there. But you they said, took the jobs out. Yeah, but you said Democrats. I'm just talking on a general basis. Uh, the country has to come back together and, and get I'm, the job market back. And I'm not a Democrat, by the way. I'm not a registered Democrat. I'm not neither one. I'm neither. I'm not a Democrat. But We're I just, an independent. I just don't think it's fair to lay it at the feet of Democrats when it's pretty obvious to me. Well, again, whatever. You want to get into NAFTA. Well, which the is Democrats the are in power, so we, you yeah. got to you, you yeah. be there. The Democrats have had power for eight years. In fact, when Obama came into office uh, the first two 
two years, it was Congress and Senate were all Democrats. He had Democrat, a Democratic-controlled Congress and Senate. Right. And look at look, look where we're at now after the last eight years. Yeah. Something has to change in the country. Uh, I mean, Something has to change. You, Education stinks. We can get into all this from one extreme to the other. Bottom line is, let me ask you this, and then we're going to take a break. Okay. Who has the best chance to turn the country around? Without Democrat or Republican, who do you think? The best chance. The best chance of turning the country around. Listen, the biggest problem, and he's made so many interesting points there. I want to respond to them, but the, 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 we'll go back. The best chance. The biggest driving problem in American democracy today is excessive Wall Street greed. The money of Wall Street has spread everywhere. If you trace every single problem back in America, you want to trace back immigration, it has to do with money. You want to trace back the drug problems, it has to do with money. You want to trace back prison population, do with money. Education. Money. You want to talk about the wars? Has to do with Wall Street money. Who's the only person who wants to see Wall Street bankers put in prison for losing five trillion fucking dollars of the American people's money? Nobody went to jail. Who's the only person talking about doing it? Who's the only person who's been talking about doing it? For years, Bernie Sanders is the only person who's been talking about doing it. You don't agree with all of his other social policies, that's great. But you have to rid yourself of this rotten root that has taken place in American democracy, and it's called Wall Street Greed. Bernie Sanders, 2016, Renegade Talk Radio, we'll be right back. I don't have a cigarette, thank you very fucking much. Radio, live from Las Vegas, Nevada, down in the studio, in here with Richie and Marla. Hello. Yeah, we're back. They're asking me, you know, you're a little wound up today, you're a little angry. Gee, I don't know. If you people aren't paying attention, then you're not angry. Everybody should be angry. You're dealing with corruption at every form of government. Every single individual who's involved besides Bernie Sanders is corrupt, ladies and gentlemen. And you wonder why I'm angry. And by the way, you guys, you told me not to smoke in the studio, don't drink in the studio. I'm doing both. And I ashed on your fucking desk. What are you going to do about it? I swear to God, I swear to God, if you guys send me some memo saying don't smoke in the studio, I will come back here and burn the fucking building to the ground. Becky, get that memo out about smoking in the studio, please. Not playing no games. smoking in the studio. The memo will be sent out by corporate. We're not doing it. Remember, we're owned by a corporation now. Yeah. We're we got to behave. We're big time. That's right. You got to behave yourself. No yeah. smoking or drinking in the studio. Yeah. Now you can shoot up heroin if you want. Yeah. You smoke marijuana. That's okay. Well, that's what we're going to do in the janitor's uh, closet after this. Which is right, next, right beside the studio. See you in there, boys. See yeah. you in there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good song, Lou. I like this. Well, thank you very much. About time, something he did right. Oh! Our, See that? Uh, I got him going. It's our Armando Morabito hero. Who? <laughs> Amando Morabito. I'm just making fun of it. It's called Hero. I like this song. Yes, indeed. 
We're going to close it out here. I want to close it out. We're going to talk about just a little bit about Mike Huckabee and him literally. And this is not meant in a derogatory sense. People are like, oh, you're against gay people. But he's been sucking Donald Trump's dick on the stage <laughs> for all the debates. And it's embarrassing for Huckabee. Huckabee, by the way, you know, whose son uh, kills dogs and stuff like that. I'm not even gonna get, nobody even wants to talk about that stuff. But it's just, listen, Huckabee says, I love Donald Trump. He's a good man. I'm wearing a Trump tie tonight. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, Huckabee's sitting around. He's in previous, uh, in the previous debates, what did Huckabee say? He said, oh, yeah, Mr. Trump, I want some of your money. That's what he said in the first debate. Now, in the third debate, when he's polling at 0%, he said, I'm wearing a Trump tie. He's a fucking Trump surrogate on the stage. It's embarrassing. And by the way, not only is that embarrassing, but it's very interesting because people, after he said, I'm wearing a Trump tie, Jeb Bush and them were saying, oh, was it made in China? Was it made in Mexico? It's like, okay, asshole, why don't you take off your suit? Let's see where the fuck that was made. Is it all made in America, Mr. Bush? I don't understand. It's embarrassing, these people. They talk out of their ass. It's completely contradictory. So Huckabee, I don't know. I don't know what exactly what he's shooting for. Because the only reason Huckabee has money is because he wrote that stupid book about losing weight. And now he's as big as a fucking house again. Right? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't even understand why he's on the stage at all. Right. So whatever. Fuck Mike Huckabee. He has no chance. He's blowing Donald Trump on stage. And uh, that's it. I don't have anything else to say about the debate. They're all a bunch of liars. They're all frauds. And uh, there isn't really a good pick. Ted Cruz is going to win, by the way. OK. And if anybody wants to look up, I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this little last tidbit of information. You can look up Ted Cruz's audacious, audacious plan to win the presidency. It's on the Washington Post because what he's trying to do is going to bring back disaffected, non-educated white voters who have been not voting for the last couple of decades. That's his plan and path to the presidency. And people really need to watch out because once Jeb Bush drops out, he's going to have the most money. He already has the most power. And quite frankly, he's one of the most well-spoken people up there. So it's going to be Cruz. Maybe Cruz and Rubio for a VP. I don't know. This is the end of the Luke L. Giovanni show. Uh, you know, uh, Renegade Talk Radio live from Las Vegas. I am the editor-in-chief of Ruthless-Politics.com. We survive Bush. You'll survive Obama. The national crime reporter for Examiner.com. The political reporter for Examiner.com. One of the biggest websites in America, by the way. I also write for the anti-media and I'm a political consultant in a variety of campaigns, which I'm under contract to not disclose because people just like me so much that I want me publicly associated with them. But people around the world seek my advice. I wonder why. So thank you very much for coming into the studio and talking to me, Richie and Marla. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. We're done. All right. See you, Lou. That's right. I'm going to put the cigarette out on your fucking floor. Mm-hmm.